0: right away. There it is. So, okay, we're good. Uh, but good morning, everybody. This is Dennis Everson here. And oh, let me show you who I'm here with. I'm here with Jim Moyni. Say good morning, Jim. Good morning. Uh, we're over here at the Axe Studio and just kind of talking about a few different things. And uh, thought um, one of the things um, I wanted to talk about was actually, I'm going to switch gears a little bit already on Jim. Uh, I was going to talk about unity in Christ the Holy Spirit, but one of the things that Jim asked me was, I was was sharing with him a story uh, about a friend of mine, and he said, do you think, wait, do you remember how you said that, Jim?
1: Well, people that um, have gone their entire life and never really had a bump, um, a trauma, uh, some sort of a life-changing, their life has just been good. And um, because their life has been good, they really haven't focused at all in working with the, the inner self and literally the spirit of themselves. And uh, it's very hard to reach those people for Christ simply because they, they don't see it. The flip side is, and you hear this pretty often, and people say, well, why do I need forgiveness? You know, why, why do I need this salvation thing? And, and uh, I don't cheat, I don't lie, I don't steal. Now, and they're talking about external actions, and they're not looking at the internal person where your thoughts can be just as evil as your actions. But in the secular world, that mindset doesn't exist. If it's not done, it's not, it's not a consequence. So those people really have a limited uh, reach for any sort of inward change in their lives.
0: You know, and that, one of the other um, aspects of it, we're talking about how, um, you know, I was sharing about a friend of mine that had a lot of different things happening in their lives, but they still haven't come to know Christ. And um, Jim mentioned, you know, what do you think that happened? So there's that it's something that you can share in your story because, you know, the the power of our testimony is something that that God's really um, been resonating with me, and um, seeing. Um, what God's doing through your life. You know, for myself, um, growing up in the Roman Catholic church and, uh, you know, uh, not really knowing God, but knowing about him. And then uh, my parents switched to a church where there was tongues, interpretation of tongues, prophecy, things like that. And I heard God speaking directly to me. And I was like, oh, wow, God's real. And he wants to have a relationship with me. And it's like, I mean, what do you do with that? You know, especially when, you know, like for myself, I knew I wasn't certainly a good person. Um, You know, I wasn't out murdering people or stuff. But, you know, as a teenager, sex, drugs, rock and roll was pretty much, you know, the way to go. Um, So it wasn't, you know, certainly not a lifestyle that growing up in church, I would I knew was not a real positive one or one that would be. Um, smiled upon by uh, God or the church so so hearing his voice through other people and knowing that he was real was really uh impactful for me and and then thinking well why me what, what do you want me for what do you well, boy, you know you can do better God um uh and then uh finally surrendering to that and knowing there's a call to do something and And throughout my life and my call, I knew he was bringing me to a place. And I think we're finally there. (laughs) Although there's been many times I've thought we were there. um, The time we're in is is quite amazing. Tell me a little bit about your journey here, Jim, and how you got to Acts Ministry, Unity in Christ with the Holy Spirit, um, your introduction to Dr. Collins. Um, Why? (laughs) Why? Why are you here? How did God bring you here? Tell me the story. Well, um, I had
1: a church in Lisa. Uh, it was called uh, Heaven's Gate Gospel Church, primarily a community service church. Um, we had uh, an NA program. Uh, we had Showtime Llamas for autistic uh, with children suffering from autism. Uh, we had um, Food Pantry, and, of course, we did the Free Store. And um, it was primarily a community type of church, although we had a small service, I don't know, 60, 70, maybe uh, people. Um, and it was a Pentecostal church. And during the course of that. It was, was that like an independent? It was an independent. Initially, we were part of Anchor Day and, um, and um, good organization, good people. But I ran into Dr. Paul with my associate pastor. Uh, Robert Lawrence and my secretary at that time, uh Brenda Lang, that he was going to have a computer alertness type of meeting um, down in Panama City. It wasn't Dr. Paul, it was another gentleman of Anchor Bay. Just checking yourself. And um, um, so we went down there for that computer program and I can't think of his name right now. And but Anyway, during the course of the program, there were a few pastors there. Dr. Paul got up, and they asked him to come up. He came up and gave a presentation, and he said that his focus was his vision of Acts Ministries, which was in Christ through the Holy Spirit. And it was like a, um, I don't know how to explain it. It was like my eyes were open. It's like that first time I read the last prayer of Jesus. And John 17 was like, okay, you know, when does that time happen? After 21 centuries? Hmm. <laughs> and it was a wake-up experience, and I decided uh, that I needed uh, to be involved with X ministry. And I was off to Pennsylvania doing a project for autism uh, in uh, Pennsylvania, and I uh, but I still kept up a direct connect, connect, and we, of course, became affiliated as a subordinate of Acts Ministries. And um, my goal, and I, I don't know how some people are, but I honestly, unlike my wife,
0: my first <laughs> thoughts
1: are not right. They're just not right. And uh, so I'm kind of like the guy that, well, I don't do anything outside, Dad, so I'm not that bad. Well, <laughs> that's called the turmoil of the spirit. And and I have always had to really work on doing the right thing and to ask for Lord's guidance and peace. And so um, the whole concept of unity in Christ, the Holy spirit came to me as not only a group of people, but also into myself being in unity in Christ through the Holy spirit, Mm. not only as cells, together in one place, which I believe unity includes. It also means being in unity with yourself, not being internally and externally conflicted. It's like me. I always make the analogy. My wife loves um, Russell Stolver's chocolates. Okay. Oh yeah. One is probably not being gluttonous, but when your mind is thinking, can I eat that whole box before somebody else is here? Yeah. <laughs> That's not the right thinking. And at bringing it down in, in passive terms, I guess it would be. <laughs> that's, and that's part of internal versus external. And fortunately, um, in my life, I have had several connections with the Holy Spirit. And I know what that presence is. And I know when I'm supposed to listen. And even today, at my age, I'm still disobedient to hearing instruction. Yeah. And I will I will fight instruction until finally I say to myself, well, it's not going to go away. Uh, he's very gentle. He's very kind. He's And he also knows you. And that's what's really creepy is when the Holy <laughs> Spirit, you think about it, he knows you inside out. There's no hiding. You're naked to him. And so I remember I had something the other day that, uh, was heavy in the Holy Spirit, and Acts Ministry is all about the Holy Spirit, and that's the twenty-first century. That's who, that's what we're in right now. And I thank the Lord for Him introducing me to Doctor Collins. Uh, I have never been associated with more people that I have less in common with than <laughs> I have with Acts Ministry. Right. Um, my background is pure and absolute business, and my other piece is because of my own was significantly involved in helping those doctors. and uh, it has very little I mean it has so much of what acts ministry type people are about and I it was like all of a sudden I was a minister and a bishop and I'm with a group of people that they that we all have just one thing in common we mm-hmm. all agree about unity in Christ through the Holy Spirit doesn't matter whether you grew up in somewhere else or from a different perspective or etc it was that vision that changed my life and put purpose into it and uh, so often people need purpose and i do believe everybody at the end of their day needs purpose and uh, it's Mm -hmm. unfortunately it is greater than a
0: family and it's greater than a friend yeah i uh you know the when i met uh, dr collins and heard the the vision of unity in Christ through the Holy Spirit, my um, mom had been involved in the charismatic movement in the Roman Catholic Church. And that's what led her to leaving to a more charismatic church and, and that type of thing. But um, the I remember going to Notre Dame. There's a big Holy Spirit conference down there in the 80s. And there's this huge auditorium of people, thousands of people. And you'd see this wave, go over, not the wave like you do in the sports arena where one person starts it, but just there was something affecting the people and it would move across the audience. And this was before I gave my heart to the Lord. And I'm like, there's something real happening there that you can't manifest that physically. There's something happening spiritually because just the way that it moved, it was so natural. It was so spiritual. It was so real that you knew something was happening. And of course, people uh, you know, my pastor was very strong into uh, deliverance, dealing with demonic spirits that, that would afflict people and things like that, and really opening up that whole world and being able to see those things. And uh, the reality of it was really powerful. And when I, when I met Dr. Collins and he's sharing unity in Christ with the Holy Spirit, I was like, that's what the Holy Spirit was doing with the charismatic movement the whole time. That's mm-hmm. what the Holy Spirit's always been doing is working on unity. And I think, you know, some people when they when they hear that, they think it's maybe like a, a separation of of things or, or trying to break away. You know, you think of some of the Protestant ideas of things, you know, the Lutheran Church breaking away from the from the Roman Catholic or Methodist or to, you know, these different groups that break away because they want to unite over here. But what the Holy Spirit's doing, the, the unity that he's talking about is something that affects the whole world. In other words, the the first layer of that unity before we even get to in Christ through the Holy spirit. The first layer of that unity is individuals respecting under other individuals, respecting our freedoms, our rights. Um, I think of the foundation of our country, you know, everyone's endowed by our creator with these inalienable rights, you know, that, that life, that Liberty, that pursuit of happiness. And it's a respect of that and an understanding of that and a uniting right at the beginning of that aspect of it. Um, and as we unite together in our neighborhoods with our friends, you know that's that Jesus talking about: love your neighbor as yourself. You know, it's it's not a matter of whether they're a Methodist or a Baptist or a, a Satan worshiper or whatever they are. It doesn't matter. Uh, the fact is, we are human beings. We we love each other, we respect each other, we don't infringe on others' freedoms, and they don't infringe on ours, and we respect that and we love them, and we have that that initial unity that starts there. Um, and, and, then, and then it progresses from there. But I, I think that sometimes people don't understand that the message of Christ was not about um, fighting a bunch of people or, you know, rebelling against the government or, or any of these things, but the respect of the government to respect our rights, our freedoms, in the same way, again, going back to the founding of our country, the government respecting our rights and freedoms and protecting those rights and freedoms and being there for those aspects of it. And and it seems like, you know, um, some of that has slipped away through, through the years. But, but when I met Dr. Collins, heard that message of unity, I was like, man, that's what the Holy Spirit's always wanted to do. Um, and, and that's where I was like, I got I to be part of that. Um, I, I meet individuals that have that same kind of focus in different places. Stained glass theater is one place where there's people from all different groups and denominations that will come together and they want to glorify Christ through the arts. And they volunteer and they, they put together the Christian plays and things like that. So that's where I got, why well, I got plugged in with them because um, they're in this area and I'm in this area. And that's, that's why God put me here. But um, I, I love that aspect of working together. You know, um, when I moved from my old house, one of my neighbors came over and said, man, I'm really going to miss you. You know, I really loved having you guys here. And he was someone I never spoke to. I didn't know his name um never really got to know and i thought if i was being a witness to this guy and i never really talked to him or did anything first of all that had to be god because i didn't do anything secondly i could do better and so when i moved into my new neighborhood then i was like i need to work on being a better neighbor i need to to know my neighbors i need to to work with my neighbors eat with my neighbors love my neighbors more fortunately the the neighborhood i moved into there was some retired missionaries from africa where my wife was born and they were great neighbors and so i mean we still eat with them fellowship with them um you know i have my neighbor's phone number if there's a problem one of my other neighbors um, he's he's willing to come over armed if i have an issue Uh, and he'll be there quicker than any government agency or anybody else i could call if there was ever a problem Um, and and it's amazing the power of getting to know your neighbors and loving your neighbors and Mm -hmm. and having that and it's not you know none of us worship at the same churches or even denominations or are all christians or whatever but we're neighbors and so we know each other and and love each other and support each other Um, you know someone that that likes to cuss and you know, complain about things I'm probably not going to hang out with as much as someone that doesn't, but but uh, there's that, that aspect of unity and stuff, and see what kind of things it sparked for you. I kind of got to going a little longer there.
1: Well, when I think of when I think of your walk, and I think of myself, and um, and I don't know how many you know, this is as, with the except, exception of the Native American Indians, uh, we are all. Imports. We are all immigrants. And when I think about how we got here, our family got here from Germany, it wasn't, um, we came here for uh, not only business, but also religious rights. And uh, I won't get into that in a big way, but just to say we came here, we sought America. When I think about it, why we sought America? Why would our family, which could have moved to Move north to Sweden. No religious persecution there. Norway, we could have gone to England easily. But no, uh, we, we left Germany, stayed a year or two in the Netherlands, caught a boat, and went in through Chicago. How that works, I don't know. <laughs> um, and um, they even changed our name. And um, all that being said, we sought America, and I and I will say this because this is the place of unity. This is where everyone walks, and we all walk together equally. And so, because of that, I understand the desire of those thousands of people in the border of Texas that want to live in America, and and I understand that that real desire, and I appreciate that, and. Uh, I hope there's something we can do for those people. I also understand these the, the people from Afghanistan. The, mm. you know, the, I have heard people very upset about the airplanes being filled for Afghanis and not Americans. And the fact that we still have Americans, significant number of Americans, still in, still in arms way in, in uh, Afghanistan. But yet we loaded them up with with Afghans. But the, I, I have an appreciation for their seeking asylum because... This is a country of all peoples, mm-hmm. and, and it has always been a country of all peoples. And we also have had to walk through that danger of prejudice, the danger of of, of being uh, powerful to the overpowerful, to the weak, to not being responsive to those. And but yet, the gravity of I'm sorry, the, the the gravity of the situation is. There is a tremendous reason, and that reason has to be godly, why people seek America. Because there's other easier places to live and to get there. Even then, in the 1915 to twenty eight era, the same scenario plays out today. I mean, so when we look at the vision of unity in Christ through the Holy Spirit, we have to find out what the word unity means. Hmm. And I used to always think of the word unity as having one common idea among a group of common people that have something in common. Well, it's been my experience with ex Ministries that uh, most of our people and most of the people that we connect with have nothing in common. Yeah. Absolutely nothing in common. That's a good point. And, and, and they're the kind of people that you go to the grocery store and say, I've never met him. I've never met him. It's like, but you've lived here 30 years? And the answer is yes. But X ministry is a group of people who are focused on the Holy Spirit. They're focused on something that's beyond them. And uh, so when I think of unity now, I think of unity not only as uh, people and individuals coming together, but also coming together in one place. Mm -hmm. Because there's something comforting About coming in unity with a person that you can hug, um, that you can shake hands with, that you can break bread with, that you can embellish the the glory of God together from different perspectives. Mm -hmm. And so, when I think of the word unity, I think of both animate and inanimate items. Mm -hmm. And when I think about, I used to always believe, and I can go through some certain, certain sections in the Bible. I always used to believe that the United States was long gone before the end. And, well, I'm pretty much assured that the United States has a role in the end. And as countries backlash, and there will be huge backlashes getting ready to happen for all of the immigration in Europe and all the immigration in the United States. We're always seeing the huge backlash. But the bottom line is America is a better place when it's in unity in christ and the holy spirit and it's a challenge because the country that i grew up in that was christian
0: based is not today mm. yeah and you know as thinking about as you're talking about the the uh, unity the that whole starting point is we're all human beings you know you, you look at all these talking points and things that people are saying about race you know race relations and race issues and critical race theory and all these different buzzwords that are out there. And it's so weird to me that there's a discussion about race because there are not different races. We're the human race. Just because your skin color is different doesn't mean you're a different species, a different race, a different... We're all human beings. We all have a common ancestor. I wish, I wish
1: everybody had a period of time that they were in a football uniform. Oh, yeah. And I... And, um, because or, or, or military. Well, you know, I'm telling you you need that helmet on. Yeah. Because <laughs> if that helmet's on, you don't know if that guy beside mm-hmm. you is a black gentleman, a white gentleman, a yellow, red, green. You don't know. All you know is, guess what? You're a team and you have an objective. Mm-hmm. And, um, I, I, uh, I, I think about, when you when you're prejudiced, and I freely admit that you know I was raised by very open-minded parents. I mean, my dad was a very loyal Democrat and Methodist, and uh, we we believed in totally in as as open a society as possible. That all being said, uh, when you go to a public school system, you know as well as I do there is cliques. Mm-hmm. There is prejudice, and there is the haves and the have-nots. Yeah. And somehow, that word unity in Christ to the Holy Spirit, if you would drop that into my old high school there in Wichita, Kansas, it could have solved a lot of the problems that we had in the 60s with race riots and, oh, yeah. and things like that. We were focused on individuals, not on Christ. If we were focused on Christ and unity, I think the streams on both sides may have been able to get together sooner without so much pain. And I hope we don't repeat that. Before. Right.
0: <laughs> oh, yeah, and that, it's so true, you know, that it's, uh, it was so different for me, you know, I grew up in Wisconsin, right along on the lake, and that area was very European, very European, uh, French and German and uh, a lot of that. And uh, so... There wasn't a lot of uh, ethnic groups and those types of things. But what was common, and I didn't even know it growing up, is there was a lot of prejudice towards the Polish people. Because we had all these jokes about, you know, a Polak. And I didn't even know what that was. I didn't know what. All I knew is it was someone that wasn't very smart, or something, from the jokes. Well, yeah. Didn't did I didn't even realize that I was dealing with a group of people from a certain area, and that's where the jokes came from. Um, and 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 you do get that. I mean that there is the, these uh, you know the Irish in, in areas that were very persecuted, the Chinese. I have a niece that's Chinese, and um, they were basically treated treated like slaves with the. Working on the railroads and stuff, and what they would do with them is they would let the men come and work, but they wouldn't let the women come over. Um, and well, there were
1: Irish that were indentured servants that were indentured for twenty-seven years. Yeah. Well, that's pretty close in my book. To right. Slavery. I mean, it may not be, but I mean that when you're indentured twenty-seven years, yeah, I mean so that's a pretty big, pretty yeah. good
0: chunk of your life. And uh, and yeah, so you, you you have all the you know it's. Nothing new under the sun. You know, all these things have happened before and stuff. But, but it's amazing how there's so much disunity in the United States of America right now when it's a time where we need to be united. We need to get back to the founding principles of, of the country, the, the documents that were set up. Then, and, um, you know, look at the, the whole idea that we are all endowed by our creator, that, that we all come from a creator um, and that, that we are given rights by him. And that we need to not only respect and live those rights in our lives, but also respect them in other people's lives, and and uh, you know help others to be able to live free, um, and uh, and and that's where that that unity starts. And I love the fact that you've mentioned on, on more than one occasion, um, as we were talking about how you know there's uh, so many. Uh, of the individuals that that you work with now in in Acts Ministries, you work with unity in Christ are are ones you wouldn't have before or wouldn't have known or associated or, you know, are so different from you. And and that's the beauty of the body of Christ is that that, that's where that Christ aspect comes in because, uh, you know, it's, it's not an education. It's not a color of skin. It's not a, uh, uh, background doctrine, uh, uh, economic, it, it, nothing, none of, none of those different things that we can put on it are part it's, of it.
1: You know, I, I think I've said this before to people I, in my neighborhood. I grew up, everybody was a Democrat. Everybody was a Methodist. And so there was no need for unity because everybody was doing the same things together. And, uh, As I grew and had a broader understanding of Wichita, which was around, I don't know, then it was probably under 250,000 people. It wasn't as large as it is today. Um, I began began to comprehend that. And one of the neatest experiences I had was when my sister uh, married a Catholic. And, you know, Catholics for Protestant Germans were not looked upon positively. Right. And what a wonderful guy Dick was. And, uh, and he totally broke the ice. And it really brought out the importance of unity in Christ through the Holy Spirit. To bring together people in common, in faith. And, um, and he was a very devout Christian, neat guy, and left too early. Mm. Um, and so when I look at Acts ministry, and I'll have somebody that um, is, you know, for example, is truck driver, he could be a, um, a mechanic, he could be a, in fact the, the best example was Bruce Pearson and he's left us, he was our veterans pastor and, uh, uh, bet, and Bruce was a Vietnam veteran, he was an un- outstanding pastor for Acts Ministry of the Veterans Church he uh, was a, he could repair any car anywhere, anytime <laughs> and he uh, Absolutely, I have. I, I was. I, I never had any mechanical responsibilities in my life. It was all taken care of for me. And first time I ever preached at Acts Ministry at Maranatha, with my wife and I came out with the, to the truck. We had a, still do still have that old truck, Dodge truck, diesel wouldn't start. And Bruce, right after service, rips his coat off, gets under that car bangs around on the starter or something and he says turn the ignition and it started and i'm going wow <laughs> you know now there's something i, I have had, had no understanding at all and it's a true acts ministry experience and, and bruce and i were dear friends and i miss him every day and it's one of those joys in life that you're able to share because the holy spirit comforts you with those
0: memories and that's says, good no uh, we'll end here at at eleven, so because Dr. Collins is gonna want to do his broadcast too. But uh, I, I think that brings up a really good point is that, you know, when we talk about unity in Christ through the Holy Spirit, and the Holy Spirit leading us and doing things and you know, whatever, changing the world and moving forth the kingdom, you know, it could be something like that, a mechanic. It could be whatever, wherever our vocation is, whatever giftings we have. It it doesn't have to be ministry oriented. You know, we're being used by God to help other people. And what a beautiful testimony for Bruce. I mean, you know, he's just there. He's going to go and, you know, maybe he'll get a little dirty or sweaty, which I don't like doing unless I'm, I'm weird really. if I'm If that's all I'm doing, I'm good. But I don't want to do it right after church, you know, or something like that. You know, just jumping in and, and serving in whatever way. And so whatever giftings we have, whatever abilities we have, whatever businesses we have, we can glorify and serve God through those things, we can glorify and serve. And when we're talking about, you know, unity in Christ through the Holy Spirit, serving God, these types of things, we're talking about people. Remember what Jesus said, you know, you love God with all your heart, soul, mind and strength, but you love your neighbor as yourself. You know, you're, you're helping your neighbor, you're loving your neighbor, you're serving your neighbor, you're making your neighborhood better, you're making your community better. Uh, you're bringing in a stability, you're bringing in a protection. You know, the, the people need to know that you're safe and you need to be a safe person. That, that uh, If something happens, it can come to you and ask for help and, and you're there to help them. You know, that's what we're talking about. It's, it's not some totally metaphysical out of this world type thing. It, it's real. It, it, it's in this world, in this life, helping with the vehicle that's broke down, helping with, with someone and growing some food or whatever, whatever it may happen to be. Um, you know, I remember when my son was really little. The garage door came down on his foot, and all of a sudden he was screaming. You know, he didn't get hurt bad or anything, but he was screaming. And, and you know, within you know very little time, there was me and two or three other neighbors right there to help him. That's the image. That's the idea. That's the picture of uh, of the unity in Christ through the Holy Spirit. Yes, it is. Yeah, yeah. Knife, no, knife, to use. now you got to say. Something.
1: Well, I you know, I'm I pretty much exhausted, my, uh, but you, you know, the the, the thing is um, when you get that peace and comfort of of knowing that you're not in charge. You can make your own choices, but you're not in charge. Mm-hmm. And you can and 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 then on the flip side that you can also be forgiven you can also be accepted. You can also be literally glorified in knowing that there is an eternity. And that's a peace that I love. I mean, I, I am one of the rare people that loves to walk in, in my parents and my all of our generations since Germany who live, who are buried in Canton. And I enjoy that peace the Holy Spirit gives me when I walk in that cemetery. I feel the Holy Spirit giving me memories giving me an understanding that that's just a wonderful comfort. And that that when you move from unity in Christ, when you let that through the Holy Spirit all of a sudden take control of your life, then you can enjoy people who have passed. And and you can appreciate what you have and realize that there's a future and, and see literally into not only today, but forever. That's right. And that's hard for those who just don't have that experience in their life. And I encourage people to seek information because this is an education world. Oh, yeah. Seek information. And once you have attained that knowledge that you feel comfortable with, then go and go with it and seek the ultimate, the last, last prayer of Jesus. The last prayer that is all about unity in Christ through the
0: Holy Spirit. Yeah, and that, and that peace that, that comes from knowing, it's like, um, you know, I I, I shared I was there, what was it, like three years ago, my father passed away, and I was there when he took his last breath, and I thought he was there when I took my first breath. I was there when he took his last. And there was such peace, such joy, in knowing that I'm going to see him again, because of his relationship with Christ. And and there's nothing that can compare with that. If you don't have that kind of peace, if you don't have that kind of centeredness, where you just know uh, that an individual that's gone ahead, that you're going to see them again because they're in Christ that you know that you're going to see them again because you're in Christ. That's, that's where that commitment and stuff comes in. And, uh, and so that we're out of time. I'm going to stop now. Dr. Collins is going to be doing his here in a little bit, but I, I want to do a little bit while I, while I snuck in your office. So I'm saying goodbye and you can wave. Bye-bye. <laughs> Thanks for joining us. Thanks guys. Bless. Uh, stay blessed.
1: And,